0: looking at the whole picture to design a complete strategy, including retirement planning, Medicare decisions, and legal documents. Now, here's Mark Rowlett and your host, Jordan Rich.
1: Hello and welcome. This is another edition of Retire South Shore Radio. Of course, we're here to talk about retirement and planning and all the things you should be thinking about, and all the ways to make your retirement more happy and successful for you and your family. Joining me, of course, is Mark Rolette, founder and president of South Shore Retirement Services, physically located in Hingham, Massachusetts, uh, with uh, reach throughout the South Shore. But well beyond that, Mark, welcome. You have a bit of a tan today. I'm happy to see that.
0: Yes, uh, sometimes at business conferences get Take you to warmer climates, and unfortunately, my nice Irish skin doesn't do well in the sun. <laughs> so it's a tan now. It was a very red mark earlier on. I I, I did want to say, um, I don't know if you remember, we we moved our time slot uh, on on a Sunday morning show that we do to a later time because from a radio perspective, it was a better slot. And I and um, I got multiple calls from clients who are nurses saying, where's your show gone? <laughs> but now that we've moved it back to the earlier time, I'm getting the calls and additional nurses coming into the office because that must be the time that they either drive to work or head, drive home from work saying, oh, yes, we hear you back on the radio again. So we're back in our old slot and we will stay here so.
1: indeed power of radio it's 24 7 and uh, i'm honored and pleased to be part of it myself so today we're going to focus on uh, really an overview as to the secure act which we've talked about in the past a couple of years old now and sort of the updates and things to think about we call it secure act 2.0 and i know you've got a whole list of things to remind people about
0: yeah i, I mean like you said we talk about you know rule changes Week in and week out, I talk about the SECURE Act and how it's impacting our clients and what the changes are in seminars and webinars on a weekly basis. um, There's not, there's normally not a lot of changes to the retirement type uh, laws, you know, uh, how things go, you know, how you're allowed to fund, how you're allowed to take money out, what uh, ages and timing and things like that. And, you know, uh, was it 2019 towards right at the end of 2019 Mm -hmm. SECURE Act was passed and it, it really had massive changes for you know a lot of our clients, and these changes hadn't taken place in, in almost a decade. And then they have a proposed, it's not actually called the Secure Act 2.0, it's called the Securing a Strong Retirement Act of 2022. They just nicknamed it the Secure Act 2.0. Now, it's not passed yet. It, it, it It's passed the House, so it's really just a bill, um, but it was a landslide pass. It was like 414 to 5 um, at the House. So At some point, this is going to change, and it is going to have an impact on every single person uh, who who is uh, working in the United States, not just people who are getting ready to retire, uh, but but everyone. And I thought we would just kind of chat about different ways your retirement savings may change as a result of this passing. And, And they're not bad changes, necessarily. They're actually a lot of positive changes. I think the general consensus is that the country is trying to encourage people to save more money, mm. which then my mind says, well, the country is trying to make sure that you're taking care of yourself because you, you now have to take care of yourself and make sure that you have enough resources because it's not going to come from anyone else. I
1: I think that's pretty well established. if, If you think about it, it makes sense for us to have the freedom to do what we do with our money to see it grow and be protected. Can you, before we talk about any of the proposed changes, give me a very broad overview as to what the original secure act end of uh, 2019 yeah. did and then we can move forward
0: yeah the highlights really there's three highlights that impacted our clients uh, was required minimum distribution changed that's the you know the old 17 and a half rule they increased that to 72 so you got an extra 18 months before you had to take money out of your retirement accounts whether you needed it or not that's that that forced distribution they also um, allow people beyond 70 and a half to now fund a traditional IRA if they have earned income, which is something that was new because you used to not be able to put money in. And why was that important for our clients? Well, I have a lot of clients that will retire from their full time careers, but they'll work part time. And because they work part time, they were not eligible necessarily for. The employer sponsor plan so that it, was a, it was a nice way to be able to put some money away if they wanted to um, and then they, they i guess the big low light of it was they eliminated stretch ira which was a beneficiary designation to allow people to leave pre-tax money like 401ks and iras to non-spouse beneficiaries the non-spouse beneficiary taking it as what's called people probably know the word the, the phrase an inherited ira um, and then they could stretch out that IRA over a very long period of time. Well that's gone. the new rule says 10 years all of the money has to be taken out and has to have taxes paid on it, which is not a, necessarily a good thing because it's obviously horrible to lose someone, nice to make to get inheritance, but depending on where you're at in your life, to have forced taxable income, like forced upon you when maybe you're still working and making, you know, a good salary could actually drive you into a different tax bracket.
1: Before we take a look at some of the proposed changes that are sailing through Congress and and will definitely impact us in some way, let me remind people that there is an option for you to get a question, a specific question answered by the all-hands analysis team. The 15-minute no-obligation strategy call, and it's so simple to set the call up, call, This number, which is the office number, uh, 781-836-4214. You'll speak to some lovely folks who will get back to you, I promise, first thing of the week. 781-836-4214. Or you can arrange the 15-minute no-obligation strategy call online at retiresouthshore.com in the very easy-to-maneuver calendar grid system. So a good option for anyone. All right, so uh, here we have had a couple of years, almost three if you think about it, for these yeah, crazy, these man. rules to settle. And I remember distinctly talking about it right before the pandemic. And now Congress is looking at some changes and I know you've got a whole list. So we'll try to get through as many as we can.
0: Yeah, some of them are, are, are pretty simple. Um, required minimum distribution. So 70 and a half changed to 72, proposed to change it to 75. Um, but that change to 75, if passed, will be over a, a 10-year period. So, they would, uh, the original proposed because this was, uh, you know, pegged to pass last year was that they would change it from 72 to 73 last year. So, as soon as they pass it, I suppose it'll change to 73 that year. Mm-hmm. Then, five years from that point, 74, then five years from that point, 75. And there's two ways to look at that good and bad, you know. I mean, uh, the, the old school way of being taught uh, as an advisor was tell your clients not to touch their IRA money for as long as possible. Um, so, I guess in that mind, leaving it till 75 is a good thing. We don't take that tact in that we don't think it makes sense to just have a tax holiday for four or five, six years, and then have no control over how you take your distribution. So we're more on the line of let's take money from various tax qualifications each year, chip away each year to try and minimize your lifetime tax bill, not just minimize your tax bill for five years after you retire. And now you're driven into a different bracket. So I suppose there's different ways to look at it, but if it rolls out to 75, it will take 10 years to get to that 75 age. And if you're already 72, well, you're already in the old rules. If you're going to be, you know, if you're already taking your distribution, it's not like you can stop taking your distribution. But one of the other, you know, I think really good highlights of of what they're proposing to change is we've talked about what happens if you don't take your required distribution? What happens if you forget? And oh my gosh, it's, it's, the biggest penalty that they have, it's a 50% penalty, 5-0, if you don't take your required distribution in the year that you were meant to take it on the amount of money you were going to take. So if you were meant to take $10,000, you forgot the penalty is $5,000. So the proposed is um, to change it to 25%, um, which is obviously a huge drop. It's still something you don't want to make a mistake doing. But to change it to 25% and then possibly 10% if you correct it quickly. If you forget, you realize it, and you correct it quickly, they'll drop it to 10%. The reality is that people shouldn't forget it because either you're on top of it yourself or whoever's helping you with your money is reaching out to you saying, we need to take required distribution. I can tell you it's not something that we forget in our office because we're building strategies for all of these clients and we're on top of, all right, you have to take this amount of money. There's certain things you can and can't do with that money, but we are on top of making sure it actually comes out.
1: I know for a fact that you're studying the calendar for each and every client on a regular basis because uh, everyone's unique and their dates change, and it's so critical. And that's a huge, currently 50%, even 25%, losing $2,500 over ten grand. Uh, that, that'll hurt if you're not careful, but
0: it's a mistake you'd only make one time. Let me tell you.
1: (laughs) Absolutely. So that seems to make some sense. Uh, it's, it's again, as you said earlier, giving uh, the consumer, the client, the, the citizen, we'll call him, um, a bit more leverage. What would be another uh, facet of this change? Yeah.
0: You know, a lot of the changes and proposed changes are more for people that are still contributing into their plans or people who are getting closer to 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 retirement but mm-hmm. still putting money in which is a wonderful thing you know to allow people the ability to save more money if, if they choose to. So one of the other proposed uh, changes was that employers will automatically enrol you in a retirement savings plan when you become eligible for it. That automatically enrol you, and you will automatically put three percent of your salary into whatever retirement plan they have. Now you can opt out, but it's automatically enrolled, and you have to make the, the you know the, um, the 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 move yourself right. to opt out. And I think that you know the benefit or the the purpose of that is you know, if something's just automatically done for you. And maybe you realize, well, gosh, I don't really miss that 3%, then you'll probably just keep it going. And then part of that proposed change is that each year, your, your, your contribution will increase automatically by 1% each year, up to 10% of your salary, which again, it's not a bad thing. I mean, if you think about it, you know, if you're working a career and you're trying to save money for retirement, you should be putting, you know, more than, one or two or 3% of your money away uh, in order to ensure that you're able to have uh, you know, a, a, a financially secure retirement when you're not
1: working. So this will be mandated by the new law if it passes that employers yeah. will be doing this for employees, yes. unless they yes. want to opt out, as you say, if they want to do their yes. own thing.
0: Yeah, they'll be automatically enrolled and then they can opt out. But to make it even more attractive, which is a, I think is an unusual one, but I didn't expect to read it in there. They, they're going to give incentives to contribute to your plan. So employers are allowed to incentivize you to put money into your plan. And when I say incentivize, literally give you gift cards. If you, if you enroll in the plan, they can give you a little gift card. Uh, I don't know what the monetary amount is, but they can give you a gift card. So you'll you'll start contributing to your plan because everyone likes a little gift.
1: So the federal government is actually thinking like a private company and that, uh, you, you give people a, a little incentive to do something and you make it easy. I think the, the thing I like about that is it's easy, uh, no heavy lifting and it's, it's hopefully going to be clear and understandable when you, when you in a particular job to figure Absolutely. it out. Absolutely. Yeah. The,
0: the next one, I really like for a lot of our clients because we have this conversation constantly with our clients about you know they've a few years left before they're they're uh, planning to stop mm-hmm. working, maybe their children are grown and gone and they're financially independent, maybe they don't have a mortgage anymore and they want to catch up, they want to put more money into their four hundred one ks or four hundred three bs and such. And the current rule is if you're 50 or over, you can do a catch-up on uh, on your 401k, right? You can make the regular contributions up to the limit, and then you can catch up by putting another $6,500 into a 401 or a 403b, or an extra $3,000 into a simple uh, plan. Um, The proposed change will bring the $6,500 to $10,000, and the simple from $3,000 to $5,000, which will be really beneficial to a lot of people because For most of our clients, they're a W-2, and they have nowhere to get a tax deduction. They're not able to put anything in any other source. So to have that extra amount of money, that's a significant increase. That's like a 30 40% increase that they can put into it. Now, I, I guess I would caution people just to make sure that they're paying attention to what their working tax bracket is versus what their retirement tax bracket is. Because if their retirement tax bracket is the same, as their working tax bracket, well, maybe it doesn't make sense to put all of the money into a pre-tax 401 or 403b. Maybe they would look and seek after the after-tax option, the Roth 401k, and and be able to put that money in, but take care of the taxes now so they don't have to pay more taxes later.
1: Indeed. Considerations, there are many, and there are lots of ways to look at your future. And uh, that's one of the things that Mark and The all-hands analysis team does for each and every client, of course. We'll take a short break. We'll tell you about upcoming uh, seminars and webinars and focus further on the quote-unquote Secure Act 2.0, which is on the horizon. We'll be right back.
0: I need $85,000 a year in retirement, so how much do I need to save?
1: The all-hands analysis team at South Shore Retirement Services in Hingham gets this question quite often. The numbers are different, but the concern is the same. Will I have to worry about money in retirement? The answer is simple. It's different for everyone, and the folks at South Shore Retirement Services know that and can help you. Their all-hands analysis team will break down everything you need to know so that you can enjoy a stress-free retirement with all of your needs taken care of under one roof. From retirement income planning, investments in wealth protection, tax planning, healthcare and long-term care, legacy and estate planning, and more, the all-hands analysis team at South Shore Retirement Services takes the worry off your shoulders making sure that you and your family have a solid retirement plan in place schedule your free 15-minute strategy call today it's so easy just visit retiresouthshore.com that's retiresouthshore.com mark roulette and the all-hands analysis team at southshore retirement services holds informational seminars and webinars for the greater south shore community the goal to address common questions and concerns that come up while preparing for retirement They strive to keep you up-to-date on issues that matter to you, your family, and your financial well-being. After attending a seminar or webinar, you can always schedule a one-on-one consultation to address your unique situations and retirement goals. Coming up this week, a virtual webinar on taxes and retirement on May 25th at 11.30 a.m. You can register online at retiresouthshore.com. Reserve your place at these seminars now. Visit RetireSouthShore.com to do so, RetireSouthShore.com. All seminars are held in safe, convenient locations with meals and refreshments provided. Once again, visit RetireSouthShore.com. Welcome back. This is Retire South Shore Radio, and it's all about information. Information is power, and we're trying to give you as much as we can on the radio, and you can always find out more by contacting South Shore Retirement Services. There's that 15-minute no-obligation strategy call, which is so valuable, and you can set it up by visiting retiresouthshore.com. Do it from the comfort of your home. Mark and I are talking about what is being referred to as the SECURE Act 2.0. It's got a more formal name. As the bill moves through Congress, you said it was uh, overwhelmingly passed in the House, and now it's on to yeah. the Senate. So uh, things are moving. So we talked about a lot of issues. Let's continue, uh, and folks can catch up as we go along.
0: Yeah, we were talking just about changes, about increasing uh, amounts of catch-up. They were talking about uh, increasing the age to take required minimum distribution. Um, One of the things that I thought was really good was that the employer matches when employers match 401k plans right now, or 403bs. Right now, they just match the 401k and match the 403b. So you put the money in, they match it, it goes into your 401 or 403. But for a lot of people, they're either paying their own student loans or they're helping their children pay student loans. So the proposed rule would be that the employer match can actually be applied to help people pay down student debt, which I think is, is great, right? Because yeah, sometimes it's wonderful to put money away, but you have more important things or more pressing you know, priorities for you, um, and you want to get rid of some student debt. So being able to match from the employer money onto the student debt is, is a really nice feature.
1: That sounds like what makes too much sense. I, I'm really impressed uh, people knock the Congress and knock the system, but some of these uh, provisions – just are practical and they can help people right now i love that as somebody who's uh, funding a 529 or 2 for grandkids and and uh, knowing the the burden on people for debt, that's fantastic. Yeah, what yeah. Else, what you know, else?
0: You know, another another one which I think is awesome, especially for our clients, if this if this uh, passes, is that we have lots of clients that you know they've worked thirty years at a job and they're getting ready to retire, but they worked four years at one job, five years at another job back many many years ago, and they often ask me, they're like, I think I have some <laughs> other plan, but I can't find it. And the the kind of the 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 way it works now is at some point when you hit required. Distribution age, Social Security will send you a letter saying, Hey, we think you have X plan, and they code it. So the proposed plan is to help people find old 401s, old 403Bs, and basically requiring the Department of Labor to set up a online database, like a lost and found, as it were, kind of like you know you know, you can go on the mass find my money. So, so something like that. So you can go in and actually know because. We've, we've uncovered hundreds of thousands of dollars for clients that they were like, I had no idea you even had that plan. You know, you're 22 years old back in the 60s and 70s, and maybe that company had a pension plan. You worked there for four years, and all of a sudden that pension plan even though it was an insignificant number back then, might be forty or fifty thousand dollars, and if if I had forty or fifty thousand dollars laying around, I would want to know about it. So this is a, that's a really nice uh, proposed feature uh, on the new plan.
1: I imagine that would help you and your work on a daily basis, because as you say, you your job is to find and locate these things, and you know how to do it because you're a professional. Yeah, investigator, honestly, but it would, it would certainly help all of us if we knew where these things were.
0: It, I mean, for some folks, it could be the difference between them being able to retire in one year versus be, having to retire in three years. I mean, it can be a big difference for a lot of people. And, you know, as people get closer to retirement, they start thinking, well, am I able to retire? I think I might have to keep working. And you look at their money, you look at their numbers and you say, listen, this is how, you know, you're, you are going to look over the course of the rest of your retired life. And it looks like you have enough money, you know, based on, you know, some assumptions to, mm-hmm. to have enough to 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 stop working. So then I kind of say to them, you know, in light of what's happened over the last couple of years, really what you're doing is you're selling your time which is what we're all doing. Right. You're selling your time to whomever you derive income from. And is your time worth more than what they're paying you? Because you don't need to do it um so so that will help people make that decision if if there's found money laying around and it's easy to find
1: Uh, you just hit the the expression found money people can identify with that i know i certainly can well so far these are very valid suggestions i mean they're going to be tossed around in committee as they always are but um we're we're giving a thumbs up to many of these ideas they seem to make a lot of sense and there are more that uh, we want to yeah we're
0: going to run out of time but there's there's one i kind of mentioned it before Um, the uh, contributing and having bigger catch up provisions and having just the ability to put money away, they're going to allow more Roth contributions, more simple contributions, more SEP contributions, which is a self-employed retirement type plan. Um, They would be allowed to do catch ups inside of the 401ks to the Roths now as well. Um, So they're just giving lots of ways for people to put more money in. The thing about it is, is that when these rules are, if these rules pass, it's how quickly you become aware of it and how quickly you're able to see if you can actually afford to put that money in. And I think that's probably you know, a huge part of what we would do inside of our all hands analysis is, hey, listen, you're putting X amount of money every single month into your savings account at the bank uh, because you have more income than you need. Well, maybe it makes more sense to redirect it into a, an account that is pre-tax. If you're over 59 and a half, it's you know, close to as liquid as a for, uh, a savings account anyway, because we can take the money out should you need it. But once you figure out you don't need it, well, oh my gosh, now you've got an extra 20, 30 cents on the dollar going into an account for you. So the, the 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 idea of being able to have more money put into these plans for a lot of people is going to be a huge benefit to them.
1: You know, we've talked a lot about your experience of 25 years doing this kind of work. And one of the things you mentioned, SEP, one of the things that's really exploded in terms of of individual opportunity is just that self-employed people and there is a whole new wave coming up even since the pandemic sort of ebbed when people have decided to go off on their own so this this is uh an address by the legislatures to the changing uh horizon if you will the changing demographics out there
0: yeah i i think uh... Pretty much everything here that's been proposed is 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 positive. I, I think in my mind, it's not it's not being forced upon people. You don't have to use it. You don't have to roll and, and wait until you're seventy five to pull money out. You, you don't have to necessarily contribute the extra amount of money, but having that option to do that because, you know, I, I think sometimes this is my personal opinion um, that you know you know laws don't change fast enough based on you know the the, the reality of people making more money, and it's wonderful to be able to put. $17,000 and change into a 401k plan if if you want to, but if you're making $350,000 a year, $17,000 into a 401k might be considered a band-aid, you know, and maybe you want the ability to be able to put more money in. Mm-hmm. So, so it's a nice change. I know we're getting close to the end, but um, one of the other things that will be good for our clients as well, as I mentioned, the SECURE Act, the, the current law, um, allowing people to contribute into, uh, IRAs beyond 17 and a half. Um, the proposed rule is part-time employees, regardless of age, part-time employees will be allowed to participate in employer plans. Uh, it, 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 um, currently is, you have to have, I think it's more than like a thousand hours of employment per year to be eligible for an employer plan. And that doesn't sit well with a lot of people because Yeah, people have changed what they're doing. People have become self-employed. People are working from home. People are working for two or three different companies now. And maybe they're considered part-time in all of them. So to have the ability to be able to payroll deduct, not have to think about it every other week or every month, however you get paid, money is put into an employer plan for you, even when you're part-time, I think is an awesome.
1: So in essence, we're talking about uh, part-time benefit. Part-timers don't generally get health benefits and other things in many cases, but yeah. this this adds up to what could be a, a benefit for people. Absolutely. Yeah. I want to remind you again, as we often do, that there's an yeah. option if you want to get a particular question answered with without any obligation, it's free, the 15 minute, no obligation, free strategy call. To sign up, if you will, go to RetireSouthShore.com, the site we mention all the time. Or you can call the office anytime, 781-836-4214. I'll say it slowly because people ask me to, 781-836-4214. One note, we're here on weekends doing radio, and the calls will be returned to you first thing in the week with Holly, Carroll and the team uh, doing their thing. Uh, Mark, we have a few minutes left. You've been uh, kind enough to warn us that we have not enough time to do as much as we want. We might even do a second show and focus on some of these issues uh, more specifically. But what would be one more really important highlight of this proposed yeah, legislation? Yeah, you
0: know, I, I, the, the another one that I was looking at, because we have a lot of people who have 403B plans, not 401Ks, 403B plans, which for most people who are, you know, out in the, uh, outside world, they think, well, they're, they're the same. I mean, from a tax perspective, they're taxed the same, but from an investment perspective, right now, 403Bs are only invested in annuities and mutual funds, that's it. So the proposed is to allow them to have different collective you know, investment trust, pooled investments, different types of uh, investments allowed within those plans. Generally, those types of investments have a much lower cost, which means that less money is coming out of that account to pay for fees, which ultimately means there's more return potentially for the client. So I I think that's a good change. I I think, you know, to kind of summarize everything that we talked about, because you and I throw out so much information in this quick half hour, I think you have to sit down and and not self promotion, but sit down with us or talk to us and look at what your current situation is. Because a lot of these rule changes with additional money that can be paid in and different ways to position your accounts as you get ready to retire or you're already in retirement may or may not be applicable to you. And until you go through and look at what your needs are, what your goals are, then you don't know what, you know what you don't know, I suppose. There's no cookie cutter approach to retirement planning. You can't ask someone seven questions and all of a sudden know exactly what Mm. they need. Everyone has some unique thing going on in their world that should be addressed, right? And and that's what we do is we try to custom tailor strategies for people, for clients, for couples, um, to, to make sure that we're not leaving any stone
1: unturned. Well, it's a roadmap that everyone has in, I guess, our nautical case. It's a C-chart that you're putting together. Ah, yes. I tied that in there because it really, it really is... Sometimes the more they overtake the plumbing, the more difficult it gets to, uh, you know, navigate, Uh, I'll use that term again. But in this case, uh, we'll be following this very carefully, and I I know we'll do updates on where things stand nationally in terms of legislation. This bodes well for the individual. Uh, I think some people in Congress understand that, uh, you know, when you give us our money and let us do with it what we can – when it's legal and it's proper, uh, there's a good hope that we can all help each other, help the country at the same time. Makes Absolutely,
0: sense. I, I think you know a lot of these proposed changes are great. I, I also think that people are, you know, the idea of putting more money into what's going on in the world right now. They're like, geez, I don't know if I want to do that. But um, to have the ability to to take the tax break if it makes sense for you, then then maybe you do want to press forward with that. It doesn't mean that you have to plow your money into a market that's volatile, it, 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 there's lots of different options for how the money would be ultimately invested, but mm. I, I think without sitting down with somebody who is a professional and figuring out what you should be doing and what you shouldn't be doing, uh, then then you don't know.
1: Indeed. I speak for the listeners and thanking you for all this amazing information. You can find out more at RetireSouthShore.com of course, and we'll uh, continue to do what we do, provide information. Information is is very important to all of us so that we can move forward successfully. Mark, get that sunburn taken care of. Uh, I will. will. uh, I'll be out on the boat with lots of sunscreen on. Good, good, good. And we'll see you next week, my friend. This firm offers insurance services, investment advisory services offered only by duly registered individuals through AE Wealth Management, LLC, AEWM, AEWM and Roulette & Associates, LLC, DBA, South Shore Retirement Services are not affiliated companies. Mark Roulette & Associates, LLC, DBA, South Shore Retirement Services is not permitted to offer and no statement made during the show shall constitute tax or legal advice. Our firm is not affiliated with or endorsed by the U.S. government or any governmental agency. The information and opinions contained herein, provided by third parties, have been obtained from sources believed to be reliable, but accuracy and completeness cannot be guaranteed by Mark Roulette & Associates, LLC, DBA, South Shore Retirement Services.